Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to a throwback Friday special episode with your boy F and Bob, the host. Got to put my own nameplate up today. There it is. <laughs> it looks pretty, though, don't it? I do love the new design. But welcome back to Throwback Friday. Um, For nonsense, me, host, you, audience. I think that's everything covered. Um, How's it going? How was your week? Um, Obviously, I'm still slightly sick. But I'm going to punch through this fucking episode because you requested it and you deserve it. And I fucking regret saying that I do three episodes a week. <laughs> um. Anyway, hopefully your fucking week is going by so much better than mine. I can't tell. Why does that shit look weird? I don't know. Um. I got to running a show from the other side again. It looks weird. Either way. Um. Yeah, how's your week going? Mine's was, as you can tell, slightly shitty because I'm still not breathing properly. Um, so fuck to the fuck you to the people who still catch colds. Um, I understand COVID's a thing and all of that shit, but y'all motherfuckers still gotta act right with colds. Like catching colds is still a thing. And apparently masks don't do shit for colds. I've been out of work for at least two damn days, warming up a third. And this is the most I've been able to do so far. So um, it is what it is. But thanks to Liquid Death for helping me stay hydrated through the entire healing process of getting through your sickness. So bottoms up to to, to Liquid Death. But anyway, um, that was a bitch sip, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, um, hopefully you guys this week is better than mine. Um, literally, my last weekend to now has just been utter ass. Um, from being sick, not feeling it. Um, I've been sick from like f- Friday to Friday at this point now. I've just been, I'm, I've been, I've been swinging. I've been battling through, but it is what it is. Even throwing my Ali shirt today, just I'm rumbling in the jungle with these goddamn diseases, man. I don't know what it is, and uh, you know what pisses me off more is the sicker I sound, the more I sound like Seth Rogen, and I, I don't want to sound like Seth Rogen anymore. I'm battling not sounding like that fucking up. Um. But it is what it is. Either way, hopefully your week is going better than mine. Hopefully you enjoyed those two lovely episodes of the Nonsense Podcast where we um, discuss, what did we discuss this week? Uh, WrestleMania C2E2 and came back and touched a little bit more on uh, 
uh, what the fuck is that game? Uh, hot takes. That second round of hot takes. Chef's kiss, man. That shit was fucking beautiful. Um, playing devil's advocate is what I do best. Um, I was glad to be able to do it again for everybody else to at least show everybody what I mean by playing devil's advocate. It's, it's a thing. It's defending points that I don't believe in sometimes. Um, which of those points did I not believe in? It's for you to decide. <laughs> but um, there was one obvious one, and then there was other ones that weren't so obvious. Um, but that hot takes episode was really fun. Um, I don't think Invincible liked it that much. He's not much. He's not one for arguing with Bob, but he he, he came to the ring. He put his dukes up, and he tried his damnness. Um, we probably won't be playing that anytime soon unless we're really low for content or unless you request it. If you want it, by all means, we'll fucking come back to it. So go back to those videos, blow those videos up, and um, whatever, man. Maybe we'll go back to it. Who knows? Um, But obviously, you guys have seen the results of WrestleMania, so hopefully you uh, commented below if we completely botched um, our predictions for WrestleMania or not. Um. I think the obvious big hit is Cody Rhodes not winning the championship. But, I mean, are you really super surprised? He did shit on the company, take off, and then come back like he was going to be the godsend savior. And at the moment, Triple H was still in charge, and that wasn't how that was going to work out. Um, now, will things change because Vince there? Vince is now back in, in charge again. Who knows? Will it be for the worse? More than likely. Um, but you still got AEW, so that's that's something. That's something to look forward to. Um, but yeah, WrestleMania was interesting. I caught a few more of the matches. Um, I did get to en uh, not enjoy, but I did watch Shane, you know, tear a quad and Snoop step up and do what he had to do to, you know, keep things moving. But I mean, it's one of those things where it is what it is. Um, so shout out to Shane. Hopefully he gets better soon. Um, hopefully he doesn't you know, keep doing flips like he's fucking 20 again. He ain't 20 no more, man. You can't do that shit no more. Um, but I don't know. It was, it was, it was still a good showing. I think everybody who did watch it, enjoyed it. Everybody I know that watched it, enjoyed it. So it was all good. Um, shout out to people who still are telling all of us wrestling fans though, that wrestling is fake. Like, I mean, no shit, Sherlock. Or what do you like? What do you want from us? Like you coming up and explaining to us that wrestling is faked, which a it's not, um, and b like what what do you what do you want? What do you want? You want a trophy? Did you just want wrestling to go away? Like what what do you want? Offering that information, why can't you, you know, just go into the realm of minding your own damn business and let people like what the fuck they like? Um, just douchebag of the week man like the fuck is going on dude like who no one needs you to explain to us that wrestling is real or fake or like what was the point of your statement i just want to know like i really do want to know people who go out of their way to say that wrestling is fake why why do you care if everyone else is having fun and enjoying it why do you care i'm not even gonna go into the arguments of why it is is it ill or is or isn't real um i always suggest people if you have an issue and you feel like wrestling is too phony um, it, I'm glad it's phony for one, cause I used to watch the attitude era and I watched Undertaker bury dudes alive. I'm glad it's fake because that was murder. Um, I watched Stone Cold bring a gun to the ring. I'm glad that was fake. Cause that 
would have been a problem. Um, you know, things like that. Like, I'm kind of glad that was semi-staged. Um, but I also direct people to the Mick Foley uh, Undertaker match. And I'm like, you tell me what part of this is fake. Because that dude fell off of a 13-foot fucking cage. You know, he had a tooth in his ear. I'm, I'm struggling to find the fake part of that. Like, the dude's beat up and broken for real. Um, and the best part is, it was his idea. That's the fakest part of it all. It wasn't like Undertaker decided to kill him. It was Mick Foley's idea to give everybody a good show. So he decided to th- throw me off the cage, please. It'll look good. Like, that's some shit. That's that's the fake part of wrestling. It's It'll look good. Throw me off a cage. It'll look good. Set this table on fire and, and put me through it. You know, it'll look good. Break into my house and beat me with a sledgehammer. It'll look great. <laughs> that's the fake shit. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like, go fuck yourself. How about that? How about just mind your own business and go fuck yourself? Because I'm pretty sure you enjoy your fair share of fake shit. You know, like the NBA or the WNBA <laughs> or just sports in general, which is really silly. Um, Speaking of sports. I'm going to go ahead and give my uh, quick little take on this scenario. <laughs> Sorry, allergies and sickness. Um, the whole thing with the, the two college female teams, um, I just want everybody to know as a sports fan, as somebody who is kind of excited that the women's college game became important, um, that's there's a twofold answer to before I get too far. The whole controversy is, as one chick, the white chick on one team did the you can't see me, John Cena thing, like fucking two days before the championship game. Championship game rolls around, a white chick's team lose, black chick rolls up, you can't see me, points at a ring finger. And people were calling that unsportsmanlike conduct and, you know, classless and all of that. Um, and then it turned into a whole race thing almost immediately. I implore you to go check out the footage of it because I'm not going to show it. I really don't give a shit. Um... My take on it is, yes, it was slightly classless. And everybody's like, well, why is it classless when a black chick does it and a white chick does it? And b- between a white chick and a black chick. Well, it's two simplistic reasons. And again, this is just me looking at it from the perspective I looked at it. When the white chick did it, she was walking over to her teammates. And she was tight with her team. So like, they can't see me out here. I'm too good. Whatever. The black chick went up to the other team's face. And kept doing this shit, pretty much chasing her down, not literally running after her, but just walking up behind her, all in her face. I'm the champ. You can't see me, bitch. That's called taunting. You can't do that in almost any fucking sport. You can yell and scream off in the corner all you damn want because you just look psychopathic. You can celebrate with your teammates to a certain degree. But once you start taunting in front of another player, that's a thing. That's mostly banned in most sports. You can't do that. I'm sorry. So to the college female teams and the people who are now paying attention to college female basketball, welcome to the limelight, bitch. You can't do that. (laughs) It's not a white or black thing. It was just they don't like it when you taunt other players. Get used to it. You can't do that anymore. You're on TV now. It looks bad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You can cheer and yell and scream to yourself. You can do like Kevin Garnett, my boy, Kevin Garnett. You know what he used to do? He used to shit talk under his breath. And he used to go stand in front of the fucking uh, rim 
and pound his head against that by himself. He did a lot of crazy shit off to himself. Every time he got in trouble is when he was yapping off at the mouth to another player. So he started talking to himself, started talking in the corner, and he started yelling at his own teammates. You can do that, but far be it from you to do it to anybody else. Like, just don't do that shit. That's pretty much all I can tell you. So, yeah, that's the thing. Um, should you care? No. Do I care? No. End of story. Um, let that die. Just all I can say to the women's teams is welcome to the limelight. Um, to Dr. Jill Biden, I don't know why the fuck you're bringing a losing team. It's kind of weird. That might be a little racist, but coming from the Bidens, something racist. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> Not really surprised at that one. So it is what it is. Um, as you can tell, because I'm sick, I'm also trying to chill the fuck out. And I was kind of looking forward to this time of year because my favorite thing was coming up. And that was E3. E3 is probably one of my favorite events of the year. That shit's like Christmas to me. If you don't know what E3 is, you're, you were living on a rock for some years. They have officially canceled it for this year, which means they canceled this year. It probably ain't coming back. That was, that was, this is probably the last hurrah. E3 was dying off slowly. And just because all the major companies were doing their own shit, it just slowly E3 just wasn't the thing anymore. Um, for those of you who don't know E3, E3 is um, Electronic um, something Expo. I don't Electronic Entertainment Expo or Entertainment Electronic Expo. Something like along those three, three E's. Um, but either way, it's sad that it's going out of style. I'm kind of upset about it. Um, I enjoyed the moments that we got out of it, you know? Um, a lot of people were, all, were at least recently shitting on how poor it's gotten and how lackluster it's gotten. Agreed. I do agree with that. I'm not going to sit here and defend like the last few years of E3 was gold. But every year of E3, we get something that's incredible. And what I would like for all of you to do, all of my gamers, I want you to do me this favor. Comment section below. Just comment your favorite fucking E3 moment because I was searching around and the E3 moments are very lackluster when you just search like, oh, greatest E3 moments. Um, I know of a, a handful that were fucking phenomenal. Um, I will say the Keanu Reeves taking over E3 was actually pretty dope. Um, doing the you're amazing to the one fan, that's pretty dope. Um, that's just shit that happens at E3. Um, not that, that to me wasn't that big of a deal. Um, the Asian chick that really was like super hyped for uh, Ghost Tokyo Ghost or some shit like that. Game, which to me sounds like it sucked ass and I never played it. I think I own it and I never played it. But she was so hyped for the fucking game, I, I wanted it at that point. Um, those are two, but those are two of my lackluster. I think one of my three, I'll give you my three favorites of recent memory. Three favorite E3 moments was, um, sadly enough, this ain't recent, but it's recent enough for me to remember. Um, Twilight Princess being shown off for the first time was pretty dope because having Shigeru Miyamoto come out with the Master Sword and Shield and hype up the new fucking 3D Zelda game was pretty dope. Um, I think that was like 2006, though, so pretty far back. Um, go look at that announcement. Super cool. To me, it came out of left field. I don't think anybody was ready for that to happen. 
Um, and it was just really cool. It was really cool to see the creator of Zelda show some love towards that series. Shigeru Miyamoto loves Mario with a passion. He gives a lot of love to Mario, but seeing him show the same love towards Legend of Zelda was very, very, very cool. Um, so that's one. Um, side note, shout out to Reggie. Um, just one of the greatest memes of recent memories when he first introduced himself as I think at that point he was president of Nintendo or something like that. Um, and he came out with the Wii Fit board. Really funny moment where he steps on the board and goes, my body is ready. It was memeable, quotable, silly shit, but shit that happens at E3. Um, so I'll put those at my, those two combined at my number three. My number two moment of E3, which was an actual shocker moment, was the announcement of God of War 2017, 18, whatever year that came out. That was a fucking shock. Because we all knew that God of War might come back eventually. If you ever played God of War and you finished the series, you played three, you knew he didn't. He didn't technically die. Um, but we never knew what happened to him and nothing really ever shown his face. And the way they announced it was just pure fucking shock. You didn't know it until the moment you were supposed to fucking know it. The trailer kicked off with Atreus. I think it was burying his mom. Or he had like the little ritual form. Comes in the house. I think that's what it was. It showed the trace coming into the house, praying over his mother, and then Kratos walks into here. And it was just like, what the fuck is that music? I know that music. And then you hear Kratos' voice, and you're like, fuck. Kratos is back. And all you could think of immediately was all the gods you were ready to murder. I've never been so hyped for a game. I swear in my life, that game was fucking phenomenal. That first one was really good. Um, God of War Ragnarok, eh, not terrible, but not. It didn't have the hype that the first one grasped. Um, the way it was introduced, the new gameplay, the new mechanics, um, trying to piece together kind of what happened in between. Um, the solid nods to the Greek mythology while he was still in the Viking mythology. It's a lot of great stuff. The ending where Thor shows up um, and you're just like, oh shit, there's going to be another one. He's going to fight Thor finally. All this little shit. The way that they handled the first one was phenomenal. You just, you were ready for a new fucking adventure. And they just, they did under deliver when they came time to, but that game, the way it was announced was fucking phenomenal. And I think if I'm not mistaken, they geared right into gameplay or they like they did show Kratos' face right away. I know that for sure. Um, so seeing him older with a beard and all of that stuff, really fucking cool. Um, just the perfect way to hype up a game. Hands down, the perfect way to hype up a game. Um, so that comes down to my number one, which is an obvious. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake announcement trailer. That trailer was so fucking good that I used the sound from my trailer for season three of the show. So if you go back and listen to my trailer, for those who knew, who didn't know, congratulations, you're one of us. Um, for those of us who didn't know, that was the Final Fantasy trailer audio. So the guy talking was the same audio from the Final Fantasy VII remake trailer. 
Phenomenal trailer. Caught my attention immediately. I remember seeing the crowd pop the fuck off. Like, it was like Jesus showed the fuck back up. Because there was no prior announcements. There was nothing, like, on the lines of this might happen, this could happen. This is the time we're finally going to see it. There was none of that. It was sheer, utter silence and a bunch of bullshit before that. Because I think they had just announced, like, um, Final Fantasy VII HD. Like, just, a you know, an HD version of the original game being re-released. Um... I think a little bit before then they had shown um, that's when Cloud made it to Smash Brothers. So we were kind of living off of that hype. So everything was kind of cool, but we were just like, ah, the game's never coming. We've been begging for a remake of the game for years, and it just ain't happening. And for them to do it the way they did it, and again, for those who knew, the little subtle music, the little subtle screenshots, you knew, holy shit, this is Final Fantasy VII. For the others who didn't know, they didn't know until it was time to know. But most of us knew immediately, and we were hyped. Again, don't even watch the trailer. Go back and just watch the crowd reactions of that fucking trailer, and you would think it was a championship game that everybody won simultaneously. Nope, it was just our favorite game being re-released, and it was about goddamn time. So, I mean, again, it was all great stuff. I hope E3 comes back eventually. I hope we get something equivalent to E3. Um, I do enjoy getting all of the updates of new and current games all in one general space. It was kind of nice. Um, I like the, you know, the drop of information about new consoles and things of that nature all in one generalized place. I, I just miss all of that shit. I miss the rivalry between the consoles when one console would, you know, when Xbox... Um, I think that was the Xbox One when they first originally mentioned that you had to be online continuously and that if you borrowed a game, you wouldn't you like you wouldn't be able to trade games with different people and shit like that because all your games were locked to your console. And then PlayStation bounced back and said, This is how you share games with PlayStation. And he just passed it to his friend. Shit like that was fucking great. And I missed that. Like they need to do shit like that again. Cause yes. I'm not saying the console wars isn't. Stu- I'm not saying the console wars is not stupid, but there was a rivalry of keeping each other in check consistently. One company did something stupid, then the other company had to one up them. When PlayStation decided for some stupid reason that their console should be seven hundred damn dollars, Xbox was like, "We'll keep ours at four, reasonably priced." And then what did that do? Force PlayStation to bring their fucking money back now. So shit like that. Like I miss the competitiveness of E3. I miss. Everybody trying to one-up the next guy, shit like that. Um, but it is what it is. I'm happy. I'm sad that it's gone. I'm happy and hopeful knowing that I've experienced E3 and parts of my life. I wish I got to go at some point. Um, but I'm hopeful that it will return or we get something equivalent. It will be really nice. I just like the idea of what E3 has always meant, so... Shout out to E3. Cheers to you, man. Hopefully you come back sooner than later. And if not, it's been one hell of a ride. So cheers to E3. You know, from at least from the F and Entertainment crew. Salute. <laughs> um, so with that being said, it's time to wrap this episode up. I know, I know. It's been a week. I'm still sick and I don't want to ramble for too goddamn long. But I have a few things that I need you guys to do. So 
step numero uno. Do me a favor and run by www.fnentertainment.com. There's this cool website. Let's see if that pops up for you. Look at that. Look at that. Fn Entertainment. Uh, does that scroll? I don't see it scrolling. That sucks. It doesn't scroll. But either way, um, stop by the website. Look at all the cool shit. Um, we got clips. We got the Instagram. We got the show itself. Um, everything's there. There's no reason for you not to know what we're doing at all times. All of our individual links, whether it be me, Invincible, or Kelly. You can get in touch with all of us and our different avenues of life. I know Invincible is still streaming. He started streaming on Kick, which is pretty dope. Um, so support my boy over there. He still streams on Twitch. Um, yeah, blow the man up, man. Blow the man up. He's got more free time. He's he's going back to morning streams and shit. So, yeah, man, spend some time with Invincible every once in a while. Um, Kelly is currently taking a small break, but she's still training all over the Chicago Chicago City area. Um, so if you need dog training, by all means, go to the number one dog trainer in the city because. I don't have a dog, but I've met other dog trainers through her. And I know for a fact, this is not me being biased. Ain't nobody training like Kelly's training, man. People don't know the shit that she knows. And if you don't believe me, do me the secondary idea and stop by the Think Positive podcast. If you just go to, the, to Kelly's link tree below or go to www.fnentertainment.com, her podcast is available right next to mine. If you just search it up, F and Entertainment, we we produce both shows. So Nonsense and Think Positive Podcast are both F and Entertainment brands. So please go check those out. If you're kind of on the fence, if if you, you don't believe that she's a great trainer, take take a listen. You take a listen to that podcast and you come back and tell me she's not a great trainer. It's impossible. Um, so yeah, check her out on her podcast. If you're looking to have your dog trained, especially a brand new puppy. I've seen her do wonders with brand new puppies. I've seen her give, you know, puppy owners some hope that they didn't have before. Um, and even if you have an older dog, she is a firm believer. Yes, you can teach old dogs new tricks. And I've seen her do it. She is she is a phenomenal trainer. So please give her a chance. I mean, and if you don't, I mean, just check her podcast out. If you're just interested in really cool dog facts. I learned a lot. I've learned a lot just sitting there helping produce it. So really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, Hen Henny um doing his streams, Kelly doing her podcast, and me. I mean, obviously we found this version of the podcast on YouTube or Spotify or wherever else you're listening to. But hey, just do me a favor, tell five friends to tell five friends. Just show them the podcast. It's pretty dope. I think so. Um, we're trying new stuff here and there. We're talking about as much as we can talk about. Um, and if you don't like what we talk about. It's a real simple thing to do, man. If you just go to www.fnentertainment.com, there's a link at the bottom where you can just, you know, shut it. send us a quick message. Hey, you know what would be really dope for your podcast? If you did this. And if it's a dope idea, we'll fucking do it. These board, The board games that we played for the last few episodes, fan idea. And we just ran with it. Um, and we ran with it pretty fucking hard, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah, we take suggestions fairly well. Um, shout outs, <coughs> donations. <laughs> so you can do all of that from fnentertainment.com. Um, yeah, there's no reason not to check it out. Um, and again, 
YouTube. I love it. I'm glad you guys are blowing up on YouTube. But I understand YouTube's inconvenient. That's why our podcast, at least mine and the Think Positive podcast, are both available. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, the Spreaker main website, if you want to go there and listen. Um, on my website, on your Alexa, we are available anywhere you listen to music or your podcast or audibles. I think we're on Amazon Music at this point. So no excuse not to find us and listen to us the way you prefer. Um, I am working on an app. Hopefully the app works out pretty well. But for now, we're just going to stick to the basics and get that going pretty well. Um, oh, by the way, merch. We have merch. New shirts. Um, mine's haven't arrived yet because money. Um, but I thought it was a delay, delay in shipment, but it was no. My, I have no money. So it is what it is. But buy some new shirts. Um, we updated the old shirts to make sure that they were crispy, spelled correctly and whatnot. I am in the process of finishing off some new shirts, so that's coming soon. But yeah, um, check us out. Do all the stuff. Like, comment, and subscribe. Join us during the live showings of the podcast on YouTube. We premiere each episode live at 9 o'clock. So you can hang out with the and crew, listen together, comment together, and we just shit talk each other even as the podcast goes on. Like, like we didn't get enough of shitting on each other during the show. Then we got to shit on each other in the comment section. <laughs> um, but it is what it is. So hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy this throwback Friday episode. Um, this throwback Friday episode, because that last episode, um, the devil's advocate episode was kind of heated. I figured we, um, we roll it back a little bit, do something a little more calmer. So we are rolling back to a good, good friend of mine. Uh, that we, we named him Tasmanian devil. Um, but it was a really chilled, really positive episode. Um, something we don't do often on, on nonsense. It was definitely nonsense in the sense that it was not nonsense. So, um, shout out to a good friend of mine. I hope you're listening at this moment. Um, you are one of my best friends, I would say. Hopefully I could be at least a decent friend to you, but it is what it is if I'm not. Um, but shout out to, shout out to Taz. Um, yeah. So we're going to roll back to the, the PMA episode. On this great episode of the third, the Throwback Friday. So until next week, I will see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Do something fun. Don't do something. Don't do anything stupid. But if you do something stupid, just don't post it. Just don't post it on social media. Um, on that note, I'll catch you, motherfuckers, next Monday. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Do something cool. Um, fuck it. I don't know. I was I was trying to think of something cool to say. I ain't got nothing cool to say. I'm sick, bitch. Leave me alone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nonsense Podcast. I'm your host, FM Bob. And with me today is a very special guest. Known only as the Tasmanian Devil. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, man. It's been a long time coming. I've been dying to get you on the show, and I'm glad I got you now. Me too. We've been talking about this for quite a minute, and uh, it's about that time. Yeah, no, it is. It's definitely about that time. And you're a man of many stories, so I hope I can probe you as much as humanly possible. No pun intended. (laughs) sounds good i'll give you what i can i'll give you what i can of course so um first off i'd just like to let you know because i don't know how if you've actually listened to the previous episodes of this show um i typically am an open book and i respect if you don't want to be an open book but that's not going to stop me from asking you every question i can get my hands on and i'm sure (laughs) and especially based on the last few episodes the last few episodes i've done have been heavily relationship based so I might mm. definitely dive into that a little bit in this episode as well. No, um, that's all right. I give you. I got some stories for you. <laughs> so um, I'll start off with a simple question. I'll start with a very simple question, um, especially in this current climate. Um, mm. How do you feel about um, just marriage in general? Because I've been slowly just watching marriage take a weird turn after weird turn, <laughs> and I personally and viewers of the show know i never want to get married at this point now i know it's just a waste of my damn time um but okay. i'd like to get as many people's perspective on it because um some people know like my other guests they, they're like in and out of relationships we did like i said right. we did a whole breakup right. thing not too long ago but i want to know what's uh-huh. your what's your thoughts well i have a simple thought process that i've maintained for such a long time and it's this you know when uh, people get married they have a marriage certificate right. and uh, when they get they exchange a, as we know, gold of, uh, on a ring. Uh, <laughs> but I always tell people that uh, you can put uh, the marriage certificate on the wall and put the ring on the chest of drawers and if the building or house burns down and the gold melts and the paper burns, what do you have? And that's why I start to think and say, listen, if unless you have something of substance, then you know the wedding day means nothing. The question is all the trials and tribulations and positive things that could happen throughout a marriage. It ain't no joke, man. I mean, marriage is uh, day one. The question is, after that, it's a job. And the question is, um, what are you going to do after that? So to go back to my uh, preface, uh, the paper, the goal means nothing. The question is, what do two people have that could make them um, last? Um, It's a lot of work. Um, I will tell you that, uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily fond of marriage either. Uh, but after three months, depending on the state that you're in, it's common law marriage. So uh, if sure. you're messed up, you're still screwed. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're still screwed. So it all depends on the individual. I mean, and uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Listen, I got a brother that believes that 
Um, he doesn't want to get married either, and he believes that if he makes a personal commitment to a uh, person, a woman in his, his case, of about, uh, let's say, 20 years now, and she feels the same, they've been doing just great, and they're still not married. So it all depends on the individual, depends on the circumstance. Uh, some people say they get married for financial reasons. I'm going to just say without being uh, too expli- uh, expletive, uh, it's BS. <laughs> um, it's really who you are. And if there's love there, great. Uh, but, but it's a job, man. It's hard work. And marriage is just a title, man. For some odd reason, when people get married, they lose their damn mind. Excuse my friends. Is it okay to say that word? No, no, it's, it's all fine. We're, you know, this oh, is uh, as open and explicit as you want to be, man. I have, I well, have no rules here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's really, you know, people lose their damn minds. I mean, it, it's on both sides of the table. Um, I won't go on uh, detail unless you ask. But uh, both men and women's, uh, women's side, it all depends on their thought process and their comfortability and their experience um, and what their thought process is initially and why they want to get married in the first place. Yeah. You um, know, I love that. That's a much more insightful answer I was expecting. <laughs> hey, you know me. No, it's, it's, you know, it's very honest. And again, I get a lot of flack for it as well because I'm in a long-standing relationship. I, at this point now, I don't know exactly but i know it's over 10 years that me and uh, mm-hmm. kelly have been together and we're just fine we have well, guess no... what what's that you're married <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely with common law common law is a thing that i and mind you we have already discussed it i said if it becomes a problem i'll kick her out and uh, she can stay away for a little bit and then we'll come back together after the fact when it wears off if that's if that's how the right. government wants to play we'll play right, right. <laughs> Well, it's kind of late now, man. You've been doing 10 years, man. I, I, know. I know. about that. I know. You've had the three-month mark, man. You're done. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> I swear she's just – I don't know what it is about the two of us. We're we're an oddball couple. I've always said that, and she knows that too. We don't make mm. sense on paper. If you look at our personality traits, they, they don't line up whatsoever. But I've always told people that we're more of a team than anything else. We work together. We coexist perfectly. We complement each other that? when we need to. Look what you just said. You just answered. That's the that's the answer. That's, that's it. it. What you just said <laughs> is the answer. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people that cannot say that statement. You know, you know, there are people out there, you know, expect their kids to get married, their parents, you know, say, oh, and there's like arranged marriages and so on and so forth. And, and this girl's good for you. This boy is good for you. Well, some of these women and men are not even good for them own for their own self. Exactly. They don't even know themselves. And I, and I think that's the most important thing when you intertwine with someone is to know who you are. And then trying to be honest with oneself is a very difficult thing to do, especially in your youth. You know, if you come from a, a broken home, especially, and I'm a prime example of that, uh, you, you have to really look at the situation. I came from a broken home and then I got married at the age of 19 thinking I was going to do something different than my parents. And guess what? I was wrong because I didn't know myself and I didn't really know her. I thought I did, but at 19, I was still trying to figure out how to wipe my booty properly with some baby wipes. Uh, you know what I mean? Shoot, I can't even, you know, I was overseas. I had traveled the planet, but I still couldn't figure out how to wipe my booty right. And how am I expect to know what a marriage is? But you know, that's the big, that's the biggest thing too, is looking at your parents, your parents and, and what they give you. Uh, whether it be positive or negative, the question is, as an individual, what do you take from it? And hopefully you can have a good perspective 
um, before you engage and intertwine in some in a relationship with someone else. Because if you do not have clarity, that's going to be an issue. Shoot. No, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head on that one, man. <laughs> I'm that just is, letting you know. <laughs> no, that's as solid as it comes. So, all right, now I got to ask you this because now I got now I got to probe a little bit. Because um, you said you got married at 19, which is early as all humanly hell. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know how I don't even know how you manage that. Yeah, me either. What was the one thing? If you could just think of one thing that you're just like. That was, I would say, the red flag of like, all right, that I seen this, and I should have never gotten married after I noticed that. Uh, when she flew out, I was actually uh, in Japan. We were high school uh, sweethearts, and I went to Japan. And upon my uh, coming back to Camp Pendleton, California, I got a call from her, and she had a girlfriend in uh, San Diego, California, that was uh, married to a uh, uh, correctional officer for the state of California. Anyway, long story short. Um, I didn't see that she um, and her parents, uh, there was some tribulations there. I saw it, but I didn't, it didn't, I didn't peep it. Mm. And she wanted to get out. So I was a, an escape module. Uh, and I didn't see that until time passed on. Although she might have cared for me, although she cared for me. And may, maybe she said she loved me, but hey, at 19, I love my shoes. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm in love with my shoes. But um you don't really realize what the situation was. And then she gave me a call and she said, Hey, I'm here. And I felt a little pressured because I wanted to do something greater than myself. I wanted to do something that my parents didn't do. And that was last. Um, they, my parents were a great team, but not. Um, and that might be for a, a different story, but I thought I was going to do something greater than myself. And unfortunately it didn't turn out uh, to be um, a positive and productive uh, I ended up uh, damn near thirty thousand dollars in debt, oh, shit. and uh, yeah, I mean, um, I had to kick her out of my, the, the base housing, and uh, yeah, she she went with a, a another uh, another individual. Matter of fact, it was a master gunnery sergeant's son. Oh. We uh, we both volunteered at the Boys and Girl Club uh, at the uh, military base, and uh, she saw something brighter. Um, and the joke of it, and I'll try to sum it up. Um, after we separated, uh, her girlfriends that she worked with told her, say, Hey, don't, don't, don't leave the Tasmanian devil. Don't, don't do it. Cause he's a good guy. <laughs> right. And, and they were telling me, I said, Hey, if she want to go, she got to go, let her do her thing. And then, uh, just about a year later talk, she kind of befriended her girlfriends again. And the joke was she found out where I lived. I lived in Vista, California, I got out of the Marine Corps and I got a knock on the door. And when I open up the door, I see her face. I didn't, I just kind of froze. And what I noticed is that her face was slightly bruised, but healing. Uh, and the only thing that I could say is he's beating you, isn't he? And she says nothing, but just a tear. I said, come on in. She sat down and she gave me a spiel with an end result of asking, could we get back together? I said, hell no, no. <laughs> I said, are you absolutely out of your God forsaken mind? After all the stuff, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that went on. Are you crazy? And here's the joke. I didn't even tell my parents that I was getting married. I eloped, didn't even tell. Well, and that's that's when I realized there was an issue. I did not have the tools at my disposal to do the right thing. But I let her go. And you know what? And she's living probably a good life now. But at that time, it was just a different story. You know, that's it. Wow. 
I, I will say you're a better man than me. I won't say I was in an exactly similar situation, but um, I, I guess it was closely because it was same scenario, young love. It was my first girlfriend. And you, everybody knows your first is the worst <laughs> for you mm-hmm. mentally, at least, if nothing else. And True that. We, we were together for a while, and pretty much what ended up happening is her mother told me to leave her because her mother was looking at the two of us and saying, Look, man, she is abusing you mentally. I don't know if you see it, but I see it. Wow. Get the fuck away from her. It's not worth wow. it. You're a good kid. Stay the hell away from her. She's not good That's for you. a good mom. Yeah, That's I know. It was, it was nuts. It was actually nuts. Um, and then years went by. I was in and out of relationships for a while. But, you know, again, in the back of your mind, it's just like, man, nothing's like that first one. And yeah. eventually she came back and... Like they, I swear, as soon as you get a little bit of confidence in your own head, it seems like every ex comes back. <laughs> yeah, right. It's it's now, so I, strange. Yeah. <laughs> it is strange. Now, I, well, let me let me take a step back. As you were saying, no, that was your first. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of a weird kid because I can't say that was that was my first marriage. Right. But that was definitely not my first encounter. No, no, I, uh, I, I've so. heard your stud stud start on story, so you you are. Oh man. <laughs> You are a globe. Well, you know, I don't. I don't know about here. Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing about when you say globe trotter. I, I appreciate that thing, but here's the biggest thing when it comes to men. Mm-hmm. Men have to be uh, confident in their own skin. And unfortunately, I know there's going to be some men out there that are going to listen to this and they're going to be pissed. But I'm going to just let them know right now. You have to be self-sufficient. You have to be self-engaged, and you have to be comfortable with your own skin. Yes. Especially when you look in the mirror when you got no clothes on. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So don't matter whether or not you got a nightstick or you got a toothpick, but you got to make sure <laughs> you got to make sure that you're comfortable in your own skin. Right now. And the reason I say that is um, one thing I learned from my father, even though my parents um, separated, my father taught me something that was very important. And he said this: mm-hmm. always maintain your calmness, cool, calm and collective. He says, listen, don't look because you will not find. Do what makes you feel comfortable. He says, when you go out to party, in his West Indian accent, he says, when you go out to party, don't go look for no girl. Go and enjoy the music. The girl will come for you. Go out and dance and enjoy it. The girl will come for you, and that way you can say yes, yes, and no. And maintain your confidence uh, and your thought process. And, and I'll tell you what, that always worked. I was always comfortable in my own skin. Um, and I didn't have to get another notch on the pea shooter, as they say, mm-hmm. or put a star in the book. That wasn't my thing. Huh. I'm, I swear, man, I, I should have been hitting the clubs with you or something like that, man, because I did not oh. gain my confidence until like Wait, maybe uh, 10 years ago. <laughs> oh, hey, you want me to tell you, can I tell you a quick story? Of can course, of story? course. All right. So I'm at this club. Uh, many years after after the marriage and so forth. So I'm at this club in the city of Chicago, and it's a salsa club. I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, I used to dance a little salsa, and I didn't get cumbia, bachata, you know, whoever's <laughs> listening, they know what's up. So anyway, I see there's a, there's a bar, and the girls are all dressed to impress. And, and, and these girls are dressed to catch any man or dog uh, attention, okay? So I see the third girl from the left, from the end of the bar. There's about, I don't know, six or seven of them. Anyway, so I see the third girl with something. says to me, man, I see her moving. I said, uh, let me not ask. So I go over to the left and ask the first girl. I said, hey, 
uh, would you like to dance? And my father always was polite, put your hand out and say, would you like to dance? And the girl said no. And she said it so loud that the girl to her left heard it. And I asked the second girl, she said no. And the third girl, who I had an eye on, she said no. Now, mind you, I go in down a few more girls and they all said no until I get to the end. And I look at this tall girl, Amazon, like Wonder Woman. Oh, and she talked. Now, she's a very shapely girl. But I think to myself with my thin little self, I'm like, hmm, I might have to put on my Superman cape for this one. Because <laughs> this thing will be easy. Right? You're so right. I said, would you like to dance? And the song came out. And we danced up a storm. Matter of fact, we did this one song, Batata song, where I had to like, you know, when you're dancing, you're in the groove and you're moving. And I want to dip her. So I had to make sure that my right leg had the extra power so I could hold her. Because I know if I didn't, she'd have dropped like a hot potato. So I'm just like holding her. Boom. 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 And we dance and dance. And as soon as the song, and I knew the song well, as soon as the last note played, yo, I said, thank you very much. Boom. And this happened the whole night. Now, in the middle of the night, I went to the same bar. Some of the girls were still hanging on that bar because no one would ask them nothing. All these big men dressed to impress with hair and chest and gold chain sticking out on that third button. Like, you know, <laughs> what the hell is... What the Fabio hell is looking shit, good. You understand what I'm saying? My shit was buttoned all the way up to my damn neck. Look, I'm looking like Urkel, brother. But I was a <laughs> uh, handsome looking Urkel. I'll tell you that. Thank Jesus. Thank Jesus for that. So anyway, I looked to my left. I looked to my right. I said, excuse me, ladies. And I walked right in between. I got a napkin, dabbed my head with a sweat. And the girl like, left and right to talk, talk to me. And they're like, oh, you're a good dancer. You must be Puerto Rican. I said, no, I'm Puerto Rican. I'm from Trinidad. So I said, oh, where's Trinidad? I said, look it up. Look it up. And I step away. And then I go to the girl at the end again, the big girl, the tall, tall girl. And we dance and dance. And then the light turns on. The club is about to close. And at that last note, I step back, hold her hand and said, thank you for dancing with me. I had an enjoyable night. I went to take off, make a left turn. She grabbed me, my feet lifted off the ground, dude. Oh, no. She grabbed me, she's like, yo. <laughs> and I'm like, what's up? She goes, are you gonna ask me for my number? I said, are you gonna be here next week Friday? She said, yes. I said, then I'll see you next week Friday. Have a good night. Ooh, and I walked out. That is smooth. Smooth operator. I could not pull when that you, off. <laughs> when you can do that, because here's the thing, why rush? Why rush? There's no reason. And here's the biggest thing about that. The objective for me that night was to go enjoy a song with a nice person that could dance and move well. It wasn't about getting another notch on the future. Now, if that may happen, it probably wouldn't have happened the, 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 the same night. That's not something I go in there and look, because here's the thing, women smell shit a mile away. Not too many men have that sixth sense. Most women do. But when you go in the club, and if you, your objectives are other than enjoying the night, having a drink with your friends, or even having a drink by yourself and enjoying the atmosphere and the music, then you're in the club for the wrong reason. If you're trying to get another notch on the pea shooter, you're going to lose. And even if you get it, you're going to lose. Because guess what? Then you're going to treat that girl bad nine, ten times. You're going to treat that girl bad. Who knows a friend that knows a friend that knows you that you're a nasty person? I'd say mofo. That's just my thing. It, it passes, especially in Chicago. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. That's very true. Well, shoot, man. So, yeah, no, you got, I, you I like that setup, man. I do like that setup. I really, and again, I, 
It's not that I don't have the confidence now, but I swear I wish I had the confidence a good ten years ago, man. That's I was not in my prime back then, man. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know where I got it from. I mean, shoot, in second grade, I was kissing a girl behind the chalkboard Ooh, uh, with uh, with my, my dad, and uh, her name was Rita, her mom. I never get my report card from a nun. At a, I went to a Catholic school, oh, and me and her, no. and we we went back to chalkboard at the end of the classroom. Drinking, playing like we drinking water. We going, mm, you doing a little smooch, smooch, smooch. <laughs> my father, my father said, my father caught me one day. He said, "Boy, something wrong with you." <laughs> he, he, you know, so he said he made me read a book called "Love and Sex" just to teach me the right and the wrong ways. Right. And I think that's where I got it from because my dad saw something early and nipped it in the butt like and trained that. me uh, very early. Listen, my my parents might have flaws. There's a lot of things that my mom and my dad trained me well, and that's one thing I will never forget about my dad. You know, he uh, we'd move the coffee table, man. He put on some some bossa nova. He put on anything from back in the day, right. and say this is how you ask a girl to dance. And if anybody tells you this is not the way, or they clown you, maintain what you do, because even they clown you, you're doing the best thing possible. You're doing the better thing, and he's just he used to ingrain it to me. Right. As a kid, I mean, I was like five, and he was doing it every. I can't tell you how many times he did it every year. Shoot, by the time I was thirteen, it just something happened. It was just training. I just right. I was fortunate to have a dad that had that thought process, and he passed it on to me. Whether or not he followed the same thought process, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. You know what I mean? I mean, he serenaded my mother uh, with a quattro. It's a four string small guitar-like instrument oh. um and uh he married my mom uh at an early age but uh i don't know um i i have to thank him for that and you know either that or he enhanced what was already in me and i've never changed that policy since i would not change for nobody and the guys don't like that a lot of guys that i went out with they they, they hated it they're like dude how come the girl's always talking to you I said, well, dude, I mean, why don't you clear your mind? You know what I mean? I mean, don't come out of the club looking for a girl. Come in here and have a drink with me, have a shot, enjoy the music, and ever go nuts on your door. Great. Right. What do you want me to say? That's it. Damn, man, you're a regular Casanova, man. That's what that is. No, <laughs> it's not a Casanova. A Casanova. <laughs> no. A Casanova is somebody that doesn't tell the truth. Mm. Um, a, a Casanova is somebody that's is playing debonair, is, is giving this false pretense, is giving a picture that doesn't exist. Because uh, here's the thing, no one can keep up that much bullshit for 30 days, let alone maybe 90 days, just like a regular job. They give you 90 days. Right. So no man or woman could ki- to, can hold that much bullshit in 90 days, because guess what? On the 91st day, your true colors are going to reveal itself. And sometimes in situations, either or on either side of the party, Sometimes it's too late because I love you. I love him. I love you. And you're like, damn, I can change him or I can change her. But it's too damn late. I'm sorry. Be upfront right from the get go. Right. And guess what? People, and as a man, if you're honest with a woman right from the get go, if they don't like it, then tough titty to the kitty when the milk went dry. Bye bye. Holy go. shit. <laughs> That's it. Gotta go. Because guess what? There's a, how many oceans are there on the planet? Seven, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Swam in the Pacific, swam in the Atlantic, and I'm gonna leave it like that. Better swim <laughs> in many oceans. And if you know how to do the front stroke, 
side stroke and you can do some floating, then you're good. But you got to do it right. Right. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. Because once you start with the wrong reasons, then it's a false pretense right from the get-go. And especially as a man, you don't want to do that to a girl because there's no worse wrath than the scorn of a woman. God damn, man. Three right. point blank. That is that is very good, man. So okay, so now I'm, I'm gonna have to make sure I put that in the memory banks to remove Casanova because I did not actually know that about the Casanova term. So I'm I'm gonna put that in the memory banks. I'm letting yeah. that one go. I'm 100 <laughs> percent letting that one go. I didn't, you know, I never thought of it that way because I always just thought of you know the Casanovas, you know, the sweet talker, the smooth guy. You know what I mean? But never mm-hmm. the guy who just outright is. lies. You know? That's what that's what sweet talking is. No. Sweet talking is call is false right. because they're using terms that they would normally not use. That they're they're verbalizing something that they caught from someone else. Hmm. Um, they're not being true to themselves. Uh, you know, because here's the thing: if you're true to yourself and somebody doesn't find that capturing, then that person's not meant for you. But if you're true to yourself, there's somebody out there for you, whether it be a day or for multiple years. Hmm. Sometimes it's just for a moment in time. I mean, I, I have traveled where I've met people on a plane and traveled and met them throughout a travel. And for two or three days, it's been the best moment in time. And that's it. And then it, that's all it's meant to be. Right. Um, you know, life is funny, brother. But um, yeah, if you're trying to be something that you're not, then you're going to fail right from the get-go. It's going to fail. It's going to catch up with you. You cannot bullshit yourself or anybody else for 90 days. You go into a job, you got 90 days. You can, if you ain't true from day one, then you ain't true on 91st Shit. day. That's all I'm going to say about that. I like that. I, de- I 100% like that. And, you know, I think that's because I've said a lot of things about relationships over time, especially on this show. And mm-hmm. it's nice for it to be put in a nicer tone because I have said yeah. similar things but in a much uh-huh. harsher tone. <laughs> so people hear me and they're just like, this guy's full of it. Like he's, he's absolutely full of shit. Cause, oh, and I will say yeah. this and I don't, I'm sure you've never heard me say, say this before, but my big yeah. thing that I've said on this show a thousand times over is, you know, yeah. how um, men nowadays are calling themselves Kings and stuff like that. Right. And more yeah. power yeah. too, if you want to do that, but yeah. I have to remind people and, and women, oh. especially too, because uh-huh. women will call themselves queens. And I'm like, don't forget what a queen is. The king's right. bitch. That's what you right. are. So remember your right. place in the relationship. And I have to yeah. remind men, yeah. not all of you are kings. Some of you are the pauper. Some of you are the village yep. idiot. Like, not all of us yep. are the great yep. people in the world. And what, it's what not... Is it what it, uh, the Joker? What do they call him? The Jester, uh, the, the Court joke. Jester. The, the Court Jester. <laughs> and I'm a, the Court Jester. That's exactly right, man. And here's the thing. It's easy. It's not hard. Here's the thing. Everybody knows who they are. Right. When they look in the mirror, they know who they are. They can't, you can't fool yourself. Um, you know, they say you can't fool the fooler, can't lie to a liar, and you can't steal from the thief. Right. Just don't do it. <laughs> if you had a little bit more confidence, and people don't realize that um, there's no need to rush. If you maintain some um, uh, uh, some stability, some honesty. You, they would people, men would be surprised at women coming towards them. Yeah, and 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 then listening to them, and you and them talking to them, and they could be on the other side saying, hmm, maybe this girl is not right for me. 
I mean, uh, it all depends. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, the way the perception is today is that all men are a-holes, you know? Yeah. But keep something in mind. When a man cheats, you ever seen The Exorcist? Yes. Okay. You remember that one uh, thing where, the, uh, where there was one part where um, the house girl, whatever, her, the babysitter, whatever, she, she calls the priest. And she comes, he comes to the house. And they lift her shirt, Reagan's shirt, and right. it says, help me. Okay. When a man cheats or acts a damn fool, it shows up on his face, just like the exorcist. I'm guilty. <laughs> guilty. But guess what? A woman, she could hide that shit. Yeah. I mean, come on. Everybody knows that when, a, when if a man cheats, he's not doing it because of love. No. He's doing it because he's trying, he trying to get another notch on the pea shooter, which right. is still stupid. Now, when a woman does it, it's because she's fallen for another man. Right. She's, she, her emotions are involved in it and that's a little bit different and when that happens that means the man needs to question himself and just leave yeah. like my dad used to say man if you fuck up the sooner you leave the sooner something else would come but you have to make sure that you're a clean minded and thought process because if not then you're going to repeat the same shit over and over 100 percent. 100 percent. i have made this statement a thousand times over especially when it comes to stuff like that <laughs> It's if mm-hmm. you're going to leave, leave righteously. Like, don't leave with an ultimatum in mind. Don't try yeah. and act a certain way for something else to happen. It's a righteous mindset. And that's something I've learned over time. Like, like I said, like it's yeah. a confidence thing and it's, yep. uh, you know, being in your right mind. It's I do this, these things for me and whatever happens right. and comes around me is what I deserve being me. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, karma is a bitch. Excuse no, my French. Shit. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm telling you, man. I, I mean, I got a lot of stories. I mean, uh, here. Um, I don't know if I should tell you another short one. No, I mean, by all means, we got plenty of time for you. Okay, <laughs> well, let me give you. A little, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, um, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try to uh, say this without saying names in a particular place. But okay. I drove to another state, um, and I drove up during a holiday, and to go meet uh, a friend of mine. And a um, friend and, and a family member, friend, whatever. So anyway, we roll up into this club and um, we see these twins. And uh, one is, uh, they're both hourglass shaped. Let me put that this way. Wow. Hourglass shaped girls. But one is a little bit thinner and one's a little bit thicker. Now, um, in my eyes, um, if you don't have the right mindset or don't speak um, with some clarity, whether you're slender or you're uh, 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 a little thicker with an hourglass, whatever, don't mm-hmm. matter, then you're going to be off. Because pretty doesn't mean the shape and the look of your body. It's what you have, what's being expressed out of your lips. Because I've met pretty a girl, and they open their mouth, and there's nothing but crap coming out of their lips. And you're <laughs> like, damn, can't yeah. do it. So anyway, so we up there, boom. And we jamming out, da 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 So... Uh, my friend decides to talk to, uh, well, it just so happens that he's talking to the uh, thicker girl, let's say, um, with an hourglass here, and I'm talking to the thinner girl with an hourglass, and I'll leave it like that. So we start talking to her, the, for some odd reason, uh, maybe an hour after that, he says to me, he's like, yo, we don't have to switch. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It's got to switch. He's what? like, because he's visually, visually, he's seeing the thinner girl as something that's more apt 
for him. I said, I said, all right, man, because he knows I, I'm, I'm, I have my debonair ways of doing things, so I redo it, switch. I said, okay, just to make him happy. Okay. I said, no problem. So all of a sudden, he's talking to the thin girl, I'm talking to the, to the bigger girl. <laughs> and, and Bear, let me say this one more time. They're both beautiful women and both sp- spoke uh, eloquently. I mean, they were very educated, not that you have to be educated, but even if they weren't, I was like, damn, they, somebody knows the dictionary. I was like, damn, you know, oh, somebody knows something around here. Right. right? And I'm just thinking, okay, so boom. And here's the joke. Here's the moral of the story. The ladies say, we really appreciate you guys buying us drinks, da, 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 but uh, we've got to go. My friend says, why? And uh, the thin girl says, well, our dates are here. And oh. the dates walk in. And the dates walk in, and I start cracking up inside deeply without showing facial emotion. I am cracking because I'm like, hey, this is what your ass gets. This is what your ass gets, okay? This is what happens when you go to the club and you think you want to get another notch on the P-shirt. And guess what? Man, he was pissed the whole night. And you know what? Here's a joke. There were a few things that, that happened after that. Going home, um, I drove back to Illinois, and I haven't spoken to him in about 20 years. Oh, wow. And I've known this guy from the Marine Corps back in the day. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's a a very successful person. I mean, he's just, you know, he's surpassed. He's good at what he does. But the one thing I always look at, again, is how do we grow up? A lot of the things that that we do as adults have something to do with the way we grow up, something that happened in our past with our parents, moms, dads, whatever the case may be. And everybody's life's tribulations are different. The question is, what do we do with it? And if we don't recognize um, the pros uh, of it, maybe the cons of it, um, then it may be hard for us to decipher how we live our lives and how we interact with people. So uh, specifically, you know, persons of the opposite sex, whether you're a man, woman, dog, or parrot, or cat. <laughs> I'm just letting that premise put it out there. But, yeah. you know, it's just, and I've seen it before. I've just, just, you know, but I've always had issues growing up. You know, they always didn't like me. They're like, why did a girl up like you? I'm like, well, because <laughs> my mind is clear. That's why. Because they got a sixth sense. They got a spidey sense, brother. They can smell <laughs> shit a mile away. Because if you ain't the right, they're going to cast their web on you and stick you on the wall and say, you're shit. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> all right. Um, I think now is a great time to take a quick commercial break so I can attempt to get paid from doing this. And then we'll come right back with uh, more Taz um, and some right. of his incredible stories. All right. All right. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> so I'll catch you guys in a bit. But welcome back okay. to the show, everyone. Um, I'm still here with Taz. This is still me, F and Bob. We're still doing the podcast thing. 
I don't know why I have to tell you that, but that's what it is. Um, everybody out there listening right now, do me a favor. And if you can, follow me on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure you listen on Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes. I'm available everywhere. The show doesn't go anywhere, man. If I'm taking a break, I'm sorry. But there's always content for you to for you to enjoy. And if you don't enjoy the content of the podcast, and there's always uh, YouTube with some random videos here and there, and Twitch where I play video games. So I'm available whenever you wanted to hear me. Um, and by the way, and I don't know if you know this, uh, Mr. Taz, um, I have shirts. The new shirts are available now. So make sure what? you stop by and get your shirt, get your water bottle. Oh, man, I got so much new stuff available. It's so beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love I it. I got to get it. I will, you know what? Just for you, I will get you a shirt. I, I will get you your own I, personal shirt. It, is it in black? Is it in black? Of course like it's black. in black. It's, of course it's in I black. black. <laughs> I have, um... now, I mean, I, I'm a light-skinned brother. <laughs> so as of today, my, my very first shirt has been redone because I can't spell, so I correct, correct the spelling on it. So I have my too legit to quit, too stupid not to do it shirt now available with correct spelling. <laughs> And then my favorite and everyone else's favorite, my uh, Danny Says shirt. And I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but the Danny Says says, um, you got a bitch, you got kids, you need to work overtime. <laughs> and that's that's our Danny. That is our Danny boy. He made, he made sure I got him a shirt. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, so all the all of the, the nonsense fans, please buy a shirt. It supports me and it supports people coming onto my show and stuff like that too, man. The more you guys support me, the more I can pull off over time. Anyway, <laughs> so back to you. We discussed a lot during that commercial break, and I kind of feel like I should add some of that in. But it made me think of a question I wanted to ask you. Because you right. have traveled the world. I mean, twice over pretty much. Is there, and this is not like a political question, but there is, is there one country that you're just like, man... If I ha- if I wanted to switch teams, that's the place I want to live. That's the country I want to be in. Japan, really? See, yeah, it's, um, it's not just us nerds, man. See, they always say the nerds want to stay in, in Japan, but it's, Japan's a beautiful. No, country. no, no. Japan, yeah, Japan's a beautiful country. It's a, it's a and I think, you know, it's because living in the United States. You know, listen, I, I I come from a different country, but most of my life here I spent in the United States, and my father. And my mother did their best by taking me back home to my home country and sister country right. um, in the Caribbean. And my father would always say that he wants to make sure that I am an American, but not Americanized. Not to right. be derogatory or negative in any fashion, but what he realized and, and, and the thought process was uh, we had to be a little bit different. And, and then coming here um, to the United States with the thought process says it, it's it's mentality of and history of slavery and so forth. He said to me that uh, the pigment of your or your skin is um, your first flaw here in the U.S. So he taught me to make sure that I spoke as eloquently as possible by me reading the dictionary in 10-word increments every week and even to watch Saturday morning cartoons, uh, you know, uh, Super Friends at 7 a.m. Now, with that being <laughs> said, to go back to Japan, Japan... Uh, there's a thought process. There's one thought process. Yes, they were an empire at one time. Yes, they they attacked the United States. Yes, I've served 17 years in the military. But here's the funny thing about it. Um, at that particular moment in time, 
Um, they attacked us, yes, granted. It wasn't something that I think the U.S. was involved with. But Japan today is a very peaceful nation, and I think they've always been a peaceful people. Uh, they might have had the wrong influence at the time, but I love the thought of the beauty of the land, beauty of the people, especially the young Japanese. I met a lot of different people, men uh, and women, car clubs, motorcycle clubs, uh, different than, than, uh, than the United States. Right. And, and, and there was something about it. It's like if you, you know, when you think about something and in the TV show or you got that cloud that pops up over your head when you're, when you have an idea that goes, boop, <laughs> and you have that, you know, you yeah. know what I mean? And then it shows you, that's how it was like a dream. Wow. Um, but, but the people were very polite, they're kind, um, you know, to, just crazy. Even if they didn't like Americans, it was like, you know, you still said, arigatone. Hi, dozo. Arigato ne. Wow. You know, you were so friendly. <laughs> you were still friendly. You know, mushy, 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 mushy. I say hello. Right. I say thank you. Hi, dozo. Arigato ne. I mean, thank you. I mean, you're I, I very fluent, little... my friend. Very fluent. Holy well, hell. Well, <laughs> well I, I mean, I, I knew a little bit more back in the day. I at least had some small conversational Japanese because he had to communicate. Right. You know, I mean, um, but um, it was something about that culture. And it's, a, it's, it's because everyone's at the same thought process. Here in the United States, we are a conglomerate of different thought processes, and, which is a good thing. But at the same token, the negative is um, it causes a lot of chaos and mayhem. Of course. And, and it's not until we have an enemy that comes across us that we come together. Today, I'm not too sure. I, I'm beginning to doubt that just because of the events of the last few years. Right. Uh, the voices that have been silent for many years have um, been uh, uprising, so to speak. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, there's something about Japan, man. I mean, just even – listen, man, <laughs> when you go to Japan or you go to Korea or you go to Malaysia or you go to Singapore and they got better shit than we got in Chicago, hmm. Of course. I mean, I mean, come on now. No, <laughs> not right. I yeah. Mean, how is all these things got bullet trains, got hotels on a hundred foot story buildings? Yes. And, and and we still and we still nickel and diamond <laughs> with stuff. I mean look at you know, look at Chicago, man, with Cabrini Green gone. Right. And, and, and we still have places on the south side of Chicago with uh deserts. Yes. Uh, that's a whole that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> I I'm now, now I'm kinda of tickling somebody else. But yeah, to answer your question. Um, Japan is probably the number one place. Korea, um, Korea is on point, man. I mean, they do some crazy stuff. I they hear. change stuff faster. Oh, it's it's just it's more probably more madness now. I need to go to Korea again. <laughs> but back in the day, you know, Korea was on point back then. But um, but I met so many friendly people, mm. and and not to say that Japan is the only friendly nation on this planet. I've been to a lot of different places, fortunately. We've met a lot of friendly people um, that are just different than the United States of America. That's all. That's, I, you know, I can't even argue that fact with you. And again, it's not saying I've never met friendly people in the states or anything like that. But mm -hmm. and I want to and I want to make sure I, I point this out to you. I want to thank you personally because I don't even know if you remember this conversation we had way back. But yeah, I was sitting here just kind of spinning my reels just a little bit, and I don't think I've talked about this on the show. But my, when my father passed. And I was just kind of uh -huh. in a funk. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I should do. And me and you had a conversation oh, yeah. of just, like, look, you haven't been anywhere. You haven't done anything. Go somewhere. Do something. 
And yeah, I immediately that night I went home and I booked a cruise, the first vacation with me and my girlfriend. We've been together at, at that point in 10 years and we had never yeah. gone anywhere together. And it was ridiculous. So I want to personally uh-huh. thank you for getting me off my ass and actually getting Good. away for once, you know? I and guess what? Just to it. let you know, and just to let you know, here's you're married. Just <laughs> <laughs> letting you know. I, I, you're you're never going to let me live that down. I, but, but, but here's the thing. Think about this for a minute. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years. Right. Whether you've had ups or downs today, right now, today, can you say that you love her? Of course. That you can... And you can see another 10 years down the road. Easily. Not, that's that not even a question. Yes. But guess what? This is, that's a marriage by definition in the dictionary. It's not a marriage because Jesus Christ said that. Here's the thing. A lot of laws that say that two human beings must intertwine in the eyes of God. That's what it is. I mean, yes, there's civil unions. That didn't come and get approved. But when? What, in the 70s, 80s? civil unions and all no, listen mm-hmm. man marriage is just a word the question is is there commitment is there continuity is there a love is there a relationship is there a partnership because that is what it boils down to because when we we use the word marriage now and some people get butterflies some people get a little uh, stomach ache um <laughs> So the question is, which one is it for you? Listen, the gold will melt and the paper will burn if the house burns down. The question you have to ask yourself and your significant other is what do you have after? And if it can survive, then you're good. Yeah. And I will say It's that, just a word. Yeah, no. Wholeheartedly. I, and I think we've said that to, even to each other multiple times. It's We ain't going nowhere, yes, so it is what nope, it is at this nope. point. Um, so, that, hey, did you, uh, can you swim now? Can you swim? Can you swim? No, I cannot swim. I still cannot swim, yeah. which I want. I to. gotta teach you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I told the story, but we went um, to go meet dolphins personally. And even though she's uh-huh. been with you know aquatic animals multiple times, but mm-hmm. this is my first time being in the water with dolphins. And I, boy, I told oh. you, I, I panicked so damn hard because <laughs> there was just a cliff that we were standing on. And after that cliff, it was oh. nothing. And I, wow. they said, oh, just go out there and touch him. You know, rub, rub, on, rub on a dolphin. And I sat there and, and panicked and clammed up so badly that Kelly had to grab me by my life vest and said, don't worry about it. I got you. You're not going anywhere. Now, look at that. <laughs> she grabbed you. And look at that. Now, if that's not love, I don't know what to tell you. That's, it's a mix okay? of love. And she knew that I was stupid. Because it was me, her, no, and this. No. no, I'm gonna tell you, it was me, her, and this gay couple that went to meet the dolphin. Mm-hmm. And she knew that yeah. I would have been in my own head if one of these gay dudes had to save me. <laughs> so she was like, "Look, let me oh, help him." Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's that's so funny. Listen, listen. First thing, if, if you don't mind, let me tell you. No, mm-hmm. don't ever call yourself stupid because they they say there's a phrase that if you think it and you speak it, it becomes the past. Uh, no, you had a moment. You might have had a fear, but guess what? Whether it was, you know, whether it was your girl or the gay dude or the gay <laughs> girl or Jesus Christ Himself that decided to pull you out of the water and make you walk on it, it doesn't matter. But because you're human, mm-hmm. and that's what makes us beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. And 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 as long as you understand that, 
I think, you know, what, uh, one of the things that we get as, as, as kids, what, uh, what we don't realize is sometimes parents say words to us, mm-hmm. and we, we take that. And sometimes in our subliminal, it hits us. And sometimes they do shit or don't do shit. And we're like, well, you know, we get something from them by either or action, whether they do something or they don't. But so my premise is, you know, not to say I, I get you're using that as a descriptor, but don't, oh, don't ever say that. I'm just letting you know, yeah, listen, no, I... you had a wonderful time. Don't ever say that it was a stupid moment. This was a, an experience for you. <laughs> and that's a good experience because guess what? The next time you do it, I bet you ride that do- damn dolphin. You'd be like, yo, uh... can I ride it? <laughs> You know, I, I watched a couple kids do it. I seen how fast them damn dolphins move. I'm going to hold off for a couple more visits. But you know, and you know why? <laughs> and you know why those kids do it? The I'm kids sorry. do it because, guess what? They have no fear. No. And they only get that fear because either what or what they did not get from their, their parents. I mean, I'm going deep here, but you'd be surprised, man. Kids don't know nothing until they're taught. That's not. very true. No, that's it's 100% true. I don't know if... I'm pretty sure my fear is taught somehow. I know I've had mm. traumatic experiences with water, so maybe that's what it is. And yeah. you know what it is? It, it is what it is. I, I understand it, though. And my understanding is mm. stay your ass out of, out of a certain deep end of water. If I can walk right. in it, I'm safe. If I got to right. swim, uh, I'm going to think about it before I step a little closer into it. That's all. Yeah. I tell you, and for your listeners out there, it's not a black thing. Trust me. No, no. Because, no, again... I've had people on the show that they're like, yeah, no, you're the only one that can't swim, I think, at this point. <laughs> and it's no, funny because yeah, I have but... the height. I have height. I'm just terrified to yeah. swim. I don't know That's what all it is. Right. Listen, if nine, ten times is our fear that causes us an issue. You know why people drown most of the time? Because of fear. They panic. Yes. And it, and it's very difficult. You can't train somebody not to do it. Well, you can, but... Nine, ten times people get hurt because they panic. Right. And if you just take it easy, take it. Listen, holding your breath, uh, you know, being underwater ain't no different than holding your breath when you're above water. It's just, you know, but I get it. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, that was a great experience. I bet you, uh, bo- uh, your bottom dollar, that the, the next time you go out there, you'd be like, yo, um, I'm jumping in first. <laughs> you know what? I, and okay. honestly, yeah, I, I can't say that I wouldn't be. You know, twice as excited to do it, and I mean, we've already discussed going back. Like it's that serious. Good. That's why, I, again, Good. I want to thank you for it because we're like, yeah, we're doing this multiple times. Especially, especially being out in Mexico, I couldn't believe how beautiful it was, how nice the people were, and I'm just like, this yeah. is wonderful. Why don't what? more people enjoy this? Where, where in Mexico were you at? So it's uh, two resort areas. It was Cozumel and Costa Maya. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been so, to Cozumel um, a long time ago when I was a young Marine. Yeah, I mean, it's probably changed now, but yeah, back then, back in the 80s, early 80s it, was, yeah, it was a nice place, too. Yeah, no, it was, Cozumel it was, was very nice. Very nice. I will say this. People slightly push you when it comes to selling your stuff. I, mm-hmm. I kid you not, this dude had us drunk at 930 in the morning. He gave us eight shots of tequila, and I'm like, oh, look, I ain't even ate breakfast yet, man. Like, chill out. Like, We'll buy oh, some of your snap. shit. Just leave me alone. <laughs> like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I and you know me. I don't even drink that heavily. But I down right. I down a couple shots of tequila at nine thirty in the morning. I was like, Well, we out here partying, uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be hey, one. Well, 
<laughs> if you didn't hear on your chest, you grew some hair, did you? Oh yeah, I got I got two extra. <laughs> uh, like big bang, I'm like damn, I got two follicles. <laughs> but it was oh, it was God, very fun, and you know what? I'd never drank tequila before. First time I've ever drank it, and it's very good, very good yeah, stuff. Just just don't make it a habit. Because I'm going to tell you, you make it a habit, buddy. You dance with the devil after that. Trust me, I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I got to get you the name of it. I know Kelly remembers it, but it was a dark colored, and it, I want to say it was like a hazelnut flavored tequila. And I was so tempted worse. to buy a bottle and bring it back. But... Yeah, that's the worst when you get when you get an alcoholic beverage that has a little flavor mm-hmm. and when it touches your tongue, you're like, mm, that tastes pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then you're done. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you got, you got to go to confession after that, buddy. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> father, <laughs> it was yesterday. It was my last confession. What did you confess? I drank some hazelnut shit. And I don't know what to do next. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. I give him all the props in the world. He loosened me up. He got into my wallet. I bought some garbage That's that I didn't good. need. But it was, again, it was, like you said, an experience. I don't regret a moment of anything. It was all oh, wonderful. Every bit of it was wonderful. That's the most important thing. That's great. Yeah. That's what I would like to hear. As long as you had a great time and you, you, you had a memorable moment that yes. when in your old age... <laughs> Before you close your eyes, man, you're going to reminisce about that moment in time. Oh, I believe it. I believe it's something serious. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> and I promise tomorrow, I know I talk like an old man, but, you know, I, I, I say that, uh, you know, I know we're talking about so many different things, but the reason I say that is when you have good moments like that, because I've met a lot of friends that are not here within the age group of 18, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and even in my 50s, uh, whether it be... Um, they died in a wartime situation or they died by their own hand or by, by somebody else. And, and I'm very fortunate to be at the age that I'm at to seen a lot of stuff and, and reminisce and have some good times. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. And the Lord or whomever you believe in, whether it's concrete Jesus or air Jesus, however you want to put it, I'm, I'm just putting the word out there. Even if you don't believe when, when that time comes, these are the moments that you're going to remember the most. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, yeah. No, and that's a, and you know what? I, I think that's a big thing in my life, especially, like I said, after, you know, losing my father. It's it's one of those things where it's just like I – it was a long stretch, and you knew about the situation for years. Yeah. It's been a long stretch yeah. of me, yeah. you know, just dealing with emotions <laughs> of it. And yep. not that I've lost some of my childhood, but I was so hyper-focused on being an adult at a young age mm-hmm. that I missed out on a lot. And I don't want – I never wanted to feel like that. Yeah, and yeah you didn't have a choice, man. You, you had to grow up. Yeah. You have to grow quick. I mean, if I remember you telling me, I mean, you you take care of stuff. Yeah, you had to be an adult as soon as you came out of the out of the womb. Honest, pretty much, honestly, man. You know, I said I so, I, I joke and know? tell people that, but I mean, I was at the age of five with court cases, man. Like I, I was going to court at five years old. Your boy was running mm-hmm. some shit. <laughs> yes, and see, and here's the funny thing about that. I'm going to tell you, for you to be where you're at today. Um, in your in your own skin and in, in the life that you're leading, I'm not talking about job or anything like that. That is what they call tenacity, tenaciousness, and ardent desires. It was my infamous phrase, phrase that I got from a family member, and it's a perfect phrase: an ardent desire to to succeed. You have endured um, 
man, some crazy, crazy shit. Do you know any people out there that have gone through something similar and are not here today? They've gone down uh, the road or the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Um, let, me, let me clarify. The path that may not make them successful, because even the wrong path may not be the wrong path for us. It might be the right path for them. But with that, that's what I'm saying. Right. Hold on, I got to move. But, um, yeah, that's it, man. So, but, uh, you know, that's admirable. Man. It takes a lot of strength to do and be who you are. So I admire you. No, I, I trust me, I appreciate Because you're one of the few people who've always made me remember that much. Because I know a lot of people always say you don't give yourself enough credit for what you've done in life. And I I probably till this, will never will. I never will. It's just going to be one of those things that I just don't cope with. But I do enjoy the fact that I I try as much as I can to do whatever I can, you know? If it's, you know, you know, putting a little more effort in at work or putting a little more effort in at home or just doing, you know, stuff like this where it's, to some people, a pipe dream. But to me, it's something I want to do. You know, I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy having conversations. So I said, to hell with it. I'm starting a podcast. And if it becomes a big thing, great. If it doesn't, uh-huh. whatever, man, I'm still having fun. And if- Right. So let me ask you this. Let's so not, to, not to cross you there, but you said the word try. Mm-hmm. Now, every time you tried something, you did it, didn't you? Of course. Most people that try don't do it. Yeah, so, and I've definitely, in the course so of my life, learned that. Yeah, I've definitely learned. So, that. I want you to try your best and say, "Stop saying try." Because <laughs> people that try do not do. You have done, and you're still doing. That is that. But by you saying try, it's because you're maintaining uh, humility, and you're a very humble uh, but strong individual. That's that's all I can tell you. Thank you. I, I truly appreciate that, man. And thanks for hitting me with no problem. The, you know what? That's a, that's the first time I've heard a Yoda quote, and it sounds so profane. It's do I like that do uh, or do not. There is no try. I love it. And you just made yeah, it sound no so try. much better. Yeah, because when people say, "Oh, I'm trying," they ain't doing it. Right. They ain't doing shit. They're like, "Oh, I'm trying." What are you What are you trying to do? You don't try to take a shit. You just do it. Okay. Okay. People trying to take a shit. shit. They just went in there to get some quiet and peace and quiet. That's what they try to do. No, listen. Don't tell me about try. You're gonna do because here's the thing. I, I if we if you use that terminology, it's because we have a similarity, and that similarity is we want to maintain and express humility uh, towards other people, and and that's how we say, that's how we tell people that we're humble um, by saying certain uh, words, and that would be one of those words. Hopefully, human beings pick up on it. Um, some people do, some people don't. But um, you do, man. You're a doer. Some people don't recognize it. Some people will never recognize it. Yeah. They look at you a certain way because they want you to be at a certain level. But they are. But um, that means that their thought process is not expansive enough. They don't see the quality and the gifts that you can bring to the table because they want you to be a certain way. And guess what? No. Uh, if you're not accepting of who I am and what I can bring to the table, then that's a problem. There's nothing worse than to have somebody uh, try to make you other than what you are. Because as far as I'm concerned, and as far as, as long as I've known you, um, you have done some things that a lot of people, simple people cannot do and get done. And, you know, if you can't do the little shit, that means you can't do the big shit. And sometimes there are people outside of your atmosphere looking at you. They, they, they look over some of the stuff. 
that little stuff in the big deal because if that little stuff couldn't get done, dude, it'd be a big fucking deal. So, excuse my friend, it'd be a big deal. <laughs> it would be a big deal. No. So, and uh, you know, I what? appreciate you. I, and I, th- again, thank you so much for for the profound words, man. And again. You ain't you ain't sugarcoating none. Um, a few of us who are listening right now know of a certain warehouse that doesn't appreciate a certain set of skills that I own. But ding dong, <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. You know what? I've come to live with it now, especially now. You know, because it's it's yep. now hit a peak where, and I've said this on. I think I've said this here before. I've been in a place at work where I've watched generations of people come and go. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. something that most people can say that you've watched generations nope. of team members nope. come and go over and over again. Yep. You've made new I, friends. I'm, and prime, I'm prime suspect number one. True. Uh, uh, I get it. Yeah. It's it sucks. I got a, I, I got on the demon, got off, got back on the demon, got off. <laughs> but you, um, I was like, why am I paying for a ticket to this? This uh, amusement park, boom, got on the demon, got off. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I, I was always hoping for a different experience on that ride. True. And what I realized, the ride doesn't change. Yeah. And and, and that's something I kind of want to make sure that all, all of my listeners understand. It's You can't fix outside forces, man. All you can really do no. is change who you and are and how help. you – Yeah. You work on yourself yeah. and your surrounding – typically fix themselves either way it goes absolutely that's so. it that's all you can do and i think that's uh, yeah that's something that i've been truly working on over time and i've gotten Me i too. think i've gotten to a place now where i feel like if my surroundings burn i'm gonna be fine you know i yep. will maintain i will push through whatever fires are burning around me because i For have sure. the skill to do so i have the perseverance sure. to do so and i want For other sure. people to feel that way like i don't think anybody should feel like they're, you know, they owe anybody anything or they feel like they have to work or do certain things to support their right. surroundings. It's not necessary. Right. Because right. right. at with the you. end of the day, when, you know, like anything or any job or anything like that, when they don't need you, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> but when they need you, oh, they, they will do everything in the slightest to coax you into doing what they need to do without telling you that they need you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's a very interesting animal. <laughs> I mean, that's why all you can do is kind of look up, look at the sky and see how fragile we are. And you know what? What's in perspective uh, for me is, um, you know, how fragile the human body and the mind is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of gives me comfort. I, I, you know, I, I know this is sound kind of weird, but even in the midst of this, uh, that or, you know, turmoil or inconsistent, whatever you want to use as an adjective, uh, what puts in perspective is that if you're alive, um, you know, I've seen some things, I've survived some things, and that, that's what keeps me going um, more than anything else. Um, you know, I've, I've seen life, I've seen death, and I pray to God that... Uh, for me, I mean, I'm not uh, a church-going fellow. I grew up as a Catholic and Christian. Um, but, um, you know, I have a conversation with God, man. This is for me personally. And he'll get me through. And as long as you do for yourself, you know, things will happen. But positive mental attitude is the key. Even if you're not a religious person, let's go non-religious for a minute. PMA, positive mental attitude, as long as you have that. 
No one's going to break you, bro. Love it, man. And you know what? I think that's a great way to end this episode, man. And I think that's going to be the title of this episode, PMA, man. It was going to be another Mm -hmm. therapy session, but you know what? I love the idea of PMA. And and we're going to go on. Just clarify, it's not PMA. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no trust me after after the last few episodes with my last guest um and how he went off on his relationship you know what i don't think yeah. we need any more pms or anything of that nature yeah <laughs> but you know what? i will say this um it's been a pleasure having you on it's it's been great having you on finally um we will make this a reoccurring thing by any means necessary um, All right. Because you know what? I think after my ranting and raving that I typically do on this show and the few guests that I've had over the, the time that will just pretty much co-sign and never give me the alternative, it's a nice breath of fresh air to hear somebody who's got some, you know, some sense about themselves, you know, some wisdom. Thank, thank God. <laughs> hey, uh, let me uh, let me. Uh, by the way, telling you the reason why um, I'm the Tasmanian Devil, and a lot of two people know this. But, yes, no, um, we need it, to know. Well, it, it, well, it used to be like I said, it was a uh, mascot of mine uh, in the military when I was in Japan. Um, and um, the the thing about the Tasmanian Devil is extinct. Um, um, it's an Australian uh, type dog uh, animal, but it's extinct. Extinct since 19, I think, 30s, uh, maybe 38, 39, I think it is. So I always find myself as an anomaly, something that doesn't exist. And that's why I say what I say and do what I say, because my thought process, a lot of people just don't have it. There are people out there, don't get me wrong. Right. But um, that's a small number. And, um, you know, so I, I take pride in something that doesn't exist, that, that has a voice louder than most. And I will stick to my gun, and uh, honesty is the best pol- policy uh, with, uh, you know, positive mental energy. And I'll end it that. I love that. That is that is the greatest. You know, I'm I'm gonna say that's probably the next best backstory I've ever heard to a nickname. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. You know what? And I'm I'm gonna put a friend of mine up to it if we can create yeah. you a new T-shirt. Okay. Just for you. With a cool Tasmanian uh-huh. Devil look to it, I will definitely oh, do that man. for you. I will definitely. All right, make sure it's Looney. Make sure it's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes <laughs> Tasmanian. I will try my best without getting sued. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, you can put you can put my face on it if you want to. But... You know what? I, that would be pretty cool, actually. All you do is put my face on, and you'll be good to go. I. You know what? We're gonna figure something out, man. Because, like I said, people love shirts. I love my shirts. I love all the merchandise that I've been selling over time. So, I mean, if I can come up with some new stuff and spread it with the world and everybody gets it, and obviously I always share with people who help me come up with the idea. So, by all means, you're going to yeah. get a kickback of a shirt, some shirt sales if I got to. <laughs> okay. um, hey, look, man, it's I like I said, I always tell people I do the show for fun. <laughs> Whatever comes back to me gets either put back into the show or put into the hands of people who helped me get this far. You know, I okay. didn't do this by myself. I appreciate everyone. And if people were listening, everyone who has helped me over time, I appreciate all the help, and that's why I do the things I do. And I, I try and give back as much as I possibly can. So outstanding. I can do the same for you, man. That's outstanding, man. That's the way to be. Yeah, I appreciate that's it. Man. All right, man. Don't worry. <laughs> all right, so we'll end the episode here. Um, it's like all I said, right. it's been fun. 
Um, to the listeners, make sure you um, like, comment, and subscribe. Follow us. Follow me on all the social medias, like I said before. And if you want the Tasmanian Devil to come back, I need to hear you tell me you need him back. So shout it from the rooftops. Comment. Like the video. Send me emails. You know the drill. Let him know that you want to hear more of him. If you have questions for him, all you have to do is send me an email. All you have to do is drop a comment below, and that'll be the next episode just like that, man. It's it's just that simple. Um, so before you go, do you have a message for the world? Uh, I'm going to say a word from the 90s. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Hey, it. man, no, no, no. Hey, just be happy. Keep, you know, positive thought process, and uh, don't rush. Um Everything will come in its time. That's it. Just don't rush. Everything will come. Just be patient and have a clear thought process. That's it. I love it, man. I really do love this. This is awesome. All right. So that'll be the episode. I'll catch you guys next time. That's been Nonsense with me, FM Bob, and my special guest, the Tasmanian Devil. We will catch you later on. That's how it works, right? Peace and chicken grease. Peace and chicken grease, my man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right.